So at the time of this recording, uh, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, and also seeming to be in. So this is the middle now. Well, it's during. I I, I lost my spot. This could just be the beginning. It probably is. (laughs) But uh, apocalypse. Along with that, we're also dealing with what has now become like another like civil rights movement because cops literally can't stop killing people. No. So fuck the police. So my question actually for this is, does your view of like, because we've watched a, like a lot of like buddy 80 cops movies and like action movies and even like now Brooklyn Nine-Nine is very popular. Does your view of things like that as far as where like police are the main character, has it been affected? Has it shifted? Where Like where do you think media is going to kind of go with this? Mm-hmm. Because I have a lot of thoughts on it. So I'm curious if you guys have a lot of thoughts on it. Well, I can give my opinion right off the bat, if you'd nope. like. Nope, wait, not you. Not me? No, Alright, Phil. You, <laughs> obviously. Fucking goddamn it. <laughs> to me, like, those buddy cops, especially stuff like Lethal Weapon or one of the movies that we did today, like, these are just caricatures. I mean, some real cops that do shit like this, it's, it's way darker. Yeah. Obviously. But, like, when we're talking about, like, buddy cop movies and really just cops in cinema that are, like, hero cops, like, they're just such exaggerated caricatures that... Nothing that goes on for police in movies is real. Nothing. <laughs> right. You know? Like, all of it is just made up bullshit and has always been from Jump Street. Like, like they just fucking write a shitload of reports and frame a bunch of people for shit. And, <laughs> like, and do a bunch of sketchy shit, too. But, like, the, the shit they're supposed to be doing, none of it has anything to fucking do with. No one is ever chaining a harness to themselves and swinging around a building trying to kill German terrorists. Of course. <laughs> Well, he was on vacation, actually. Well, but still a cop. <laughs> so why is this the question? I mean, this is the question just because of, like, like I said, the cops literally can't stop killing people. And I'm curious if, like, anyone else is, like, having the same thought that I'm having as far as, like, where is, like, media going to go? And also the sheer fact that, like, the cops have always existed to fucking kill people and to protect property. And things like Dragnet and other uh, cop shows existed to soften people's views of cops on what they actually do. And while I can't say that's the same thing for, like, a lot of the movies we've watched and things like that, but it kind of takes the wind out of my sails a little bit thinking about the fact that, like, we're just now viewing them as a problem because we've had decades of, like, cop media and, like, crazy bullshit that we just have ignored an actual issue. So what you're saying is in one of the movies we're talking about today, there's obvious police brutality throughout. Yes. And uh, you're wondering if our views have changed now compared to maybe what they would have been, like, when we were teenagers or something and like that. The police brutality in these movies is being perpetrated by the heroes of these movies. <laughs> right, of course. Yes. Well, these are fantasy movies, more or less. These... Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, to me, like... He's saying that it's got jack shit all to do with reality, and so it doesn't really matter how they take it one way or the other in police. Like, there's no part for, of me that media. watches this and sees what these characters are doing, and I'm like, oh, well, that obviously happens in real life. I mean, the brutality obviously happens yeah. in real life, but the characters themselves, it's like, oh, okay, well, this is clearly just made up. Yeah, and that's fair, and that's the case for, like, all four of us. And like, I mean, I can say that I'm going to watch Lethal Weapon movies again. Yeah. But there is still the fact that, like, I'm 
curious for like people who don't necessarily watch the same shit that we do that aren't having the the fuck the police opinion when a, because they've just watched a bunch of stuff and they're just like oh cops are just doing their jobs they're perfectly fine. Well, anybody who watches the Lethal Weapon movies and doesn't think that Listen, Mel Gibson like, is a complete psychopath is just an idiot. Well, he's also a complete psychopath in real life. Well, <laughs> well yes, <laughs> yes. But we're we not can talking. see your pussy from behind, Chiefs. <laughs> we're obviously not talking about Mel. Are you some kind of oven dodger, Gibson? Oh, God. <laughs> God, I can't believe you said that. Yeah, apparently Mel Gibson uh, asked Winona Ryder if she was an oven dodger at a party one time. Okay. As in a Jew. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's stuff like that, but also like, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a great example, too. Okay. How do you think that's going to go now? Like, are they going to, like, rewrite it? And, like, do you think that, like, stuff like, uh, you know, Law and Order is going to significantly change on television? Do you think it's just going to be the same as I what, think it'll, what it has been? I think it'll probably have to depend on what happens in real life. Like, right now, a ton of police departments are, like, in contention. The constituency of those police departments wants them gone. Your move, the police and city councils and all these other people who make these decisions. Yeah, if they disband all the police departments in the United States in the next 10 years, then in 10 years they probably won't have shows and movies about police departments. Well, like Minneapolis (laughs) has already, like, disbanded theirs. Yeah. Or has made the official motions, anyway. Yeah. Am I really the only person that's been thinking about <laughs> shit like this and how they how they interact with media? Because that's well, the, it's, the opinion that but I'm getting. What you're thinking is that somehow these things are going to instantaneously change, but it takes a fuckload longer to make a movie or a TV show than it does to have the world come the part at the seams like in real life. Yeah. So it'll just depend. Yeah, I've been thinking about it also. I'm like, how can they keep portraying police as good guys knowing when literally everyone has shitloads of fucking evidence to the contrary? I mean, I think it goes with any social difference. Like, you obviously don't see movies anymore where men just beat the shit out of a woman whenever she's, like, mouthing off too much or something like that. And that's that. in no way, like, <laughs> a shocking moment in the movie. Like, the earliest movies, men are just smacking the fuck out of women and just... That was just something you did to shut that bitch up. Like, that was literally what, like, that was part of normal discourse. Was just like, oh, she's talking too much, just backhand her. And and obviously that is not something that you're going to see in your normal everyday TV show or or movie now. It just takes fucking forever. I mean, it's like trying to predict what's going to happen with fucking anything. Like, how are we going to even make movies or TV anymore? Who the fuck knows? Nobody's fucking producing anything because everybody's at fucking home. Yeah. Well, there won't be any power in a few years anyway. It's fine. <laughs> D-Hart, you got anything to add? No, keep your real shit out of my fake shit. Fuck you for bringing this whole fucking thing up. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I like to fucking relax on this show, so fuck you. <laughs> uh, I knew D-Hart was going to give you that opinion. <laughs> I mean, I, I deserved it. Like, why are we talking about this at all? <laughs> well, fuck it. Welcome to Motor Picture Meltdown, where everyone hates cheats. Yep. The audience already I mean, knew that. I was, say, I was gonna say, is that any different than any other episode? And I was so willing to shower you with praise for these picks. <laughs> but now I won't. Now D Hart will shat upon you from a great height. Like in the uh, documentary movie The Platform on Netflix. It's the other kind of shower. <laughs> the golden shower. It's the prime shower. Alright, guys, welcome to Motion Picture Meltdown. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen the Rust Rosenberg. Philip the Dragnet Collins. Cheats the party pooper McGee. Andy Hart. By the way, Hart is just miserable now. I'm drag. I'm dragnet Collins because I'm long balls Collins. Yes, I'm dragging these nets. Dragnet. Get some long ass balls, Larry. 
So, uh, Cheech, you picked the movies for us today, and where D Hart would have normally showered praise upon you, it's just he scorn. now hates now you've just guys. ruined everything. <laughs> so, yeah, what so movies did you pick? Both of these are actually from '88, if I remember correctly. Uh, the one of them is Killing American Style, which was actually in the movie that preceded Samurai Cop, which is the whole reason I picked it. And uh, then the other one is Tiger on Beat. Uh, which but is, is it a, is it Tiger or, on Beat? or it's Tiger on the Beat? One of the two, <laughs> which is a uh, Hong Kong. Um, I think like, it's actually called Lo, Lo Food Shoot Chain. Chut Chut Gang. Chut Chut Gang. Yeah, so it's it's a Hong Kong like buddy cop movie uh, starring Chow Yun Fat. I reason I picked this one is because I saw a random gif on the internet of a scene at the end of the movie we'll talk about, and I was just like, fuck it, we gotta watch this. <laughs> yeah. You weren't wrong, Cheats. Until now, you weren't wrong. <laughs> so what are we starting with? I don't know. Probably Killing American Style, because uh, I, I think that it's not as entertaining as uh, Tiger on Beat. Yeah. Spoiler, to finish strong. spoiler alert, right off the bat, Cheats. Might be more entertained for those of us that are booby lovers. <laughs> it's not a spoiler alert if I start with I think. That's just an opinion. I'm glad it starts out with walking jawline, Tony Stone, talking about Robert Czar. What? <laughs> yeah, so walking jawline, Tony Stone is a tough criminal with questionable recruitment criteria for his henchmen. After he and his goons pull off a heist at a surprise and well-guarded ice cream truck depot, they're caught by, by the cops. We're just going to stop there. I'm not going to read the whole thing. That is a short version of it. Okay, yeah. So fucking ice cream truck depot. Put it away. I mean, has there been any point where you've like driven by, I don't know, an ice cream truck depot, and then you just went, yeah, I bet there's a lot of money. There's in no such I've thing never as seen an ice cream, an ice cream, cream truck, truck depot. depot. That's yeah. my point. <laughs> That's not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So they set up this heist in order to get in there. It's after. a heist. It's yeah. a very lazy and like, hey, we're gonna go heist now. Let's go. It is Get in, losers. We're going to go okay. heist. I feel like we're kind of skipping over the important uh, dancer audition tryout in the beginning of this movie. It's not important. It's very stupid and means nothing. <laughs> Just to show how fucking rapey this dude is. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, Extremely rapey. Lynch? Remember? Yes, his name is Lynch. <laughs> of course his name's fucking Lynch. He's the guy that looks like he's uh, straight out of a porn set. Yes. Although I'm, I'm positive... That this was cast mostly from a gym. I mean, it'd have to be, wouldn't it? Everybody in it's muscle-bound and can't seem to speak English. And they already had their leotards on. Almost, yeah. <laughs> almost every guy in this movie looks like an action figure of a wrestler. And not, and not, like, not like someone who's named. And not even like an action figure wrestler that you would find at Dollar General. This would be like, you found these at Dollar Tree. Yes. Yeah. These are just so no-name, and they just look like wrestlers. Like, I would almost not be surprised Except if... for the style. Oh, There's I don't know. Yeah, a lot the of Killing stu- American style? <laughs> <laughs> killing myself style is what it's going to be. Yeah, Lynch is uh, the uh, everything for a dollar store version of uh, Rick Rude. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. And a uh, walking jawline Tommy. Is that his name? Tony Stone. Tommy Stone. That you, of course, like you said, is... Robert Czar, who we didn't really mention when talking about the Samurai Cop episode because his face is covered with a... I think we did. We, I think we had a, we slightly mentioned it, but like his face is covered by a beard in that movie. So it's kind of difficult to like see his condition, which is, I think, D-Hart, you said is cherubism? Yes. Yeah, so his face looks fake. Cherubism 
makes your bones in the face like continuously grow. So his face looks like it has like prosthetics on it. Yeah, it just looks like there's another face on top of his face. It's like it's like the movie Face Off, but they forgot to take one of the faces off before they put the new <laughs> I'm face gonna on. I'm going to put a second face <laughs> on. on. <laughs> Robert Zard plays a character in Tango and Cash just named Face. So, I mean... He most likely wasn't named in the movie. I don't remember specifically. I know that I've seen Tango and Cash, but I don't remember if they ever refer to him as Face. Or if it's like, oh, of course, he's the guy with the face. That's what we'll name him in the credits. He's the guy with the face. His real recognizable role is the Maniac Cop films where he plays just a, like a monster cop. Yeah. That was like his second movie and he I think f- this is his third movie. He fell into a vat of faces. <laughs> <laughs> I got fucking mean face jokes for days. I feel so bad about it too. Well, okay, so number one, it's real strange that this guy like... Is the leading role yeah. in this film? Yes. It's super fucking weird that he's leading, and it's super fucking weird that they keep doing these crazy tight shots on his monster head. <laughs> Why are you pointing it out? Shoot from further away. Fucking shoot around his giantness. You can do that. We need to clarify. He's a lead villain. Yes. And you want to get that face because that face is memorable. For sure. You remember that fucking face. And he has crazy eyes, too. You know, the, the <laughs> eyes are hilarious. It's that's part of his face. condition. He's, Do you think his off. ocular like bones are smashing his eyeballs out to make yeah, him look even crazier? What the fuck? <laughs> he has an excellent sneer, like when he needs to do one for the camera. Yeah. Yeah. The movie starts off with Lynch like auditioning these women and just starts making out with them in their... He's like, none of you know how to strip for shit. And then one of them's like, I do. Like, so much of this let movie is this, bad voiceovers. Let me pull this leotard thong even further up in my asshole. Yeah. And it's like, you do know how to do what I want you to do. So I guess we're going to go fuck now? <laughs> That's how you get the job. Is that the second interview? <laughs> yes. Strippers have it really rough. <laughs> this is not good. No. This is worse than fucking showgirls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thrust! I would say it's not as bad as showgirls because it gets interrupted. Whenever uh, Tony shows up. I just mean, like, what seems to be the procedure here is worse than, than the shit we see in Showgirls. Yeah. It was my point. But yes, I agree. Uh, the movie's not as bad as Showgirls because we get to move on very quickly from this extreme <laughs> yep. abuse of power for this fucking Mr. Lynch man. Because he just walks in there and goes, come on, we're, do- we're doing a heist or whatever. I got a job for you. And he just goes, okay, keep him warm, baby. And so she continues to, like, rub her own tits <laughs> for, like, a full 30 seconds on camera. Like, she's going to sit there and keep him warm. For all we know, she still is. I don't think they ever, that guy ever, never comes back to that place. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no. When do, wh- how long do you think she's rubbing her tits before she's like, I don't think he's coming back today. I'm going to go home. <laughs> Legends say that still, to this day, she's in that dressing room rubbing her tits. Yeah. <laughs> it's very possible. Legend says that that, that strip corn burnt down from all the tit rubbing. <laughs> The, the she kept it too warm. Yes, I see. Too warm. <laughs> There's a statue someone finds later. Like, who is this? Oh, uh, it's just mummified tit warmer. The, the goddess of the warm tits. <laughs> too long on the tits, I guess. Yeah. So, <laughs> so too long of tits. So we get to the ice cream shop depot, whatever, where they keep all the ice cream money, which is literally just a bag with 175 grand in it. Are you fucking with me? Ice cream's a very lucrative business, friend. I. Doubt it. <laughs> Even if it were, I don't think they'd keep their fucking money in a pillowcase in a fucking filing cabinet. The only thing that makes sense if that's like literally all the money they've ever made. Like not in a month or like a week. It's just 
literally all of the money this company has ever made. <laughs> this is their this set. is their cash assets, all of them. I mean, I could see that a single truck making a shitload more than you would think. But I don't even think like a fleet of these trucks which we see could make no, this much money. No fucking way. Or how long has it been since they've been to the fucking bank? Like she said, this must be all of the everything they've ever made. They're <laughs> like, no, we don't believe in the bank. We keep it in our pillowcase in the filing cabinet. That's the way. This is the way. We've lost all of our money from the past ten years in this one heist. It's a real bummer. <laughs> but also, all of us are dead, so it doesn't matter. So they go in there, and they fucking kill everyone, and then the cops show up, and they kill a bunch of them. Yeah, I, this this part could have really benefited from some squibs. It was real boring. Like, it was a lot of bad edits where, like, the bad guys would shoot the cops, and it would, like, edit They'd back. They'd be like, ugh. And then it would cut back and forth, and you'd see, like, the red paint on their stomach. No, there, weren't, there wasn't even red paint. Yeah, for part. most of them, it was just, The like, red paint comes whenever they do the, like, decoy truck that's, like, tipped over. That's right. Like, that gets some red paint. And then there's some later, but, like... There's none in this opening scene. They didn't even bother. They're like, no, we'll do that in post. And they're like, what do you mean? <laughs> What's post? <laughs> <laughs> no, so here's some funny shit. With the way this movie was made and everything. First off, the van that they came to this high stand. Mm. The director, that's his actual van. Like, <laughs> he lives in it. Is he living in it down by the river? <laughs> no. <laughs> he, he uses that for equipment. The other thing, the whole reason that this... <laughs> Obviously doesn't live in it. Jeez. Well, I mean, maybe kind of, does. I, I mean, his what kind of equipment do you think I'm talking about? But the whole reason that this movie and also Samurai Cop that none of the shots were at night is because this guy refused to pay for lighting equipment. And several things in this were reused in Samurai Cop and his other movies. Like the house, this almost this entire movie takes place in is the the house at the end of Samurai Cop. It makes sense because many of the shots in this movie were also reused in this movie. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Specifically fucking George or Lenny? Lenny. <laughs> Always he's talking to George in of Mice and Men. Yeah. You mean yeah, there's, Huh? Uncle Looney. Yeah, Uncle Looney. But he's yeah. Lenny character. He's oh, Lenny yeah. from of Mice yes. and Men. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about the rabbits, George. Tell me about my shotgun. <laughs> So then they get caught. Their inside guy uh, got spotted kind of like, I don't know, being a complete fuck up. It's like, oh, well, you were obviously in on this. <laughs> so he gets arrested. They uh, instantly get the information out of him. And it uh, leads to the arrest of all our villains. One, one who of which is having sex with another woman when they arrest him. Yeah. Fucking villains, <laughs> man. Well, he did it in Samurai Cop, so he's got to do it in this one. <laughs> Although, in this one, we don't see the pussy from behind. <laughs> Which is one of my qualifiers for if it's a porn or not. Oh. Yeah, also for Mel Gibson. He also qualifies it. <laughs> see your pussy from behind. I think if we got the uh, full video of that, we would see that he's probably doing a fist pump. Pussy from behind. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I wish. I would hope that that's what it would be, but it's definitely not. So, um... <laughs> well, that's my reaction. <laughs> <laughs> they are all captured and riding in a prison transport. They're on some kind of a, obviously not a road road, which is, there's no prison van that would ever go, like, this way. Or stop, probably. No. Fuck no. (laughs) For no fucking reason. There's plenty of space. Just keep driving. If they thought that was a real thing, they would just call it in. (laughs) Yeah. They can't do anything any fucking way. Well, but I'm sure they would have a radio on the bus. Yeah. And it's like, hey, uh, there's somebody, send somebody out here. That's what I mean. Like, even if they all thought, man, we should do something, there's nothing they can do. They have to guard these prisoners. If they get out and start fucking, fucking around, 
Nobody's in, nobody's on there. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hold on, we have to get out of the car to call in help for this. Right. Which they do, and they of course all get shot by the guy that's dressed up as a Tommy's well, brother. Yeah, Tommy's brother who's dressed up as a woman. Billy is that his name? Billy. It's not it important. does not matter. It's the guy who gets shot in the gut and then spends almost the whole rest of the movie laying in a waterbed. <laughs> so they escape in the whatever this is Winnebago of. What did it say on the side of it? I can't remember. It was some kind of fake business name, but it wasn't spelled right. I can't remember what it was. But anyways, they uh, they escape in that, and then they just... I think they make plans here with the mom. Mm-hmm. The stepmom, or whatever the fucking fuck. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> God, this fucking plot is dumb as hell. You also... It kind of cuts away to the family. The We're establishing his ninjicity. Yeah, yeah. The dad, uh... Johnny John Morgan yep. takes his son to the gym for karate class, I guess. For karate boxing. From where they cast in the movie. <laughs> it is. It has to this be. This is also where a seven foot tall man just starts talking shit to a child. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like, yeah, he's a little pussy just like his pussy dad. <laughs> Back up, dude. Like, come on. Stop just yelling at a kid. And then like his son like says a couple things and then finally like John Morgan's just like, hold up a second, and then just whips this guy's ass to the gym. Well, first, he <laughs> unveils his karate outfit, which is like an all-purple overall sweatsuit with, like, buttons and a zipper <laughs> or something. The wardrobe's and, fucking something else. In this and he gets his fucking fruit basket uppercutted before he can <laughs> even get in the fucking in the ring. Yeah, because not only is fucking Monster Fabio here, like... <laughs> 19 feet tall, he also has to play dirty and fucking uppercut his taint all the way into the fucking <laughs> unboxing ring. Which, by the way, why is ninja fighting happening in a boxing ring? I don't know. It's kickboxing. This is before protective equipment existed, man. <laughs> That's what it is. None of them are wearing protective equipment. No, this isn't kickboxing. This was a real kickboxing fight. <laughs> so yeah, he kicks this guy's ass showing that he is a ninja. Even though the guy's a monster. <laughs> was this actor's name Thor? Didn't it kind of have to be? I don't know. John Morgan has such long, greasy-ass hair. Well, it's strange, because it's like an Elvis greaser cut in the front, and then it's like a gross, long, fluffy ponytail on the back. Every time he turned around, if not for the fact that he's a full, like, 12 feet shorter, I was just convinced it was Razor Ramon. <laughs> it's a hey, yo. It's, it's a double mullet, is what you're saying? It's a party in the front and then a different party in the back? <laughs> yes, it's the after party in the back. <laughs> what the fuck? That's not a thing, but it clearly is a thing, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. They go to the house and, well, first they kill the Mexican stable worker and huck his body just into the fling barn. him like into the barn. Like it's nothing. <laughs> They toss it like a fucking ragdoll into the barn. It wasn't quite good enough to be the obvious dummy throw, but it was about the same amount of effort. It was obvious that this, whatever they were throwing, weighed like nothing. Yeah. It might have even been the dude and they were just giants. Yeah. But they acted like it was the most casual thing. <laughs> it, was, it was as though they were just pushing some dirt under a rug. <laughs> then they get in the house and wait for dad and wait for John and his son to come home. Yeah. And then it becomes a. I don't know, kind uh, of a lazy siege movie almost. More of like an intruder movie. Like yeah, home invasion. Home invasion movie, yeah. But not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> most home invasion movies have like, uh, 
it's like they have some kind of writing themselves kind of thing going on. Like mm-hmm. it's like it's kind of hard to fuck up. Sort of like the Siege movie for D Hart. Well, mainly <laughs> on like board for that. mainly John Morgan. Like every chance he gets. He kicks the shit out of somebody and then backs down. And for whatever reason, Tommy Stone doesn't just blow his brains out. He's like, he's like, no, he's gonna die slow. At a so, different time, some other time. I don't know when. <laughs> I don't know where, but I'm gonna pop out and shoot him in the legs and wait another four days for him to die. It's like it makes no sense. The level of like, who deserves to just get blown the fuck away? <laughs> who knows? Yeah. At one point, he shouts, "I'll do whatever I goddamn want to." And then apparently what he wants to do is just yell at people. <laughs> yeah. And nothing else. Like, home invasion movies are unpleasant to watch in that, like, there's this person in your house and you're, like, tied up or being well, yeah, tortured Yeah, it's, it's a breach on your privacy. You feel yeah. like that it could happen to you. Whereas this movie, you feel like you could just kick the shit out of all of these terrible invaders. It's They're like constantly different... falling asleep and just leaving their guns around. And every time they put a gun around? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you could kick the shit out of these. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, well they, two of them, like Lynch and Tony, these are big jack dudes. Yeah, that's true. They are uh, actual threats. Sexual tyrannosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's all fine, but more than once they get the drop on them with a gun, and then they're all just like, no, you put it down. No, you! And then they're just like, alright, fine. And then, like, that's it. So, John Morgan gets in a fight with one of them, and they knock him out. Oh, no, they get the doctor there first. I forgot about Mr. Dr. Fuji. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dr. Fuji. Not to be confused with Mr. Fuji. Yes, also from wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> the reason that they're in the house is Robert Jarre's character, his, his brother's been shot, as we mentioned before. They're like, we need a doctor, because they can't do anything. So they send John Morgan to get Dr. Fuji. Who, based off the name, if you guess was a Japanese dude, you'd be correct. He's at home with his wife, who, because of course she's Japanese, she has to be in a kimono, right? Of course. Because why not just lean into everything else that's wrong with this? So, John Morgan gets Dr. Fuji, and he keeps asking him questions. He's like, I can't tell you, we just have to go. And so he just guns past the police. They use that scene like three times of him just going, I, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you. I gotta save my family. I hate him so much. He's the hero of the movie, and he's so much less charismatic than basically everyone else. I All mean, the characters <laughs> suck. Yeah, except for the face. <laughs> Wait, his face or which face? Both faces together. Okay. To make one gigantic ultimate, face. One ultimate face. <laughs> Instead of kissy face, it's sucky face, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is this guy still alive? Robert Jarr? No. 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 And, and it's Zadar. <laughs> is it Zadar, or is it not just Zar? It's Dar. Zadar. Oh, okay. D-A-R. You kind of sound it all out. <laughs> yeah. He's the Zadar of the show, in this case. He does kind of slap no matter what movie he's in, even if it's just super handy and cheesy like this. <laughs> but he's like the only person that's remotely interesting watching this. There's like a couple points that like I dug, because I'm going along with, of course, the everything is very unpleasant. The muscle-bound dude named Lynch ends up raping John Morgan's wife. Yeah. In a very dangerously shot scene, by the way. How the fuck did nobody slip off on this bathtub? Yeah, she's taking <laughs> a bath, he sneaks in, somehow sneaks up behind her. There's more emphasis to be put on somehow. <laughs> <laughs> the bath is facing each side of the wall, and he gets somehow between her head and the wall. Okay, so Dr. Fuji walks out of the room and he's talking so loud in front of this obvious maniac. <laughs> and he's saying to the son, it's like, yes, I sedated your father. He should be out completely until tomorrow morning. 
And also, your mom is taking a bath. She's got her ass out and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that no one could possibly overhear this that might do something untowards with this information. Well, let's go to bed. Never think about it again. <laughs> it's totally fucking insane. Like, the effort he goes to to sneak behind her. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking detaches the fucking... The, uh, towel the towel rack from the wall and places it gently on the floor. He then takes each shoe off one at a time and places on that towel so that there'll be no sound at all from the shoe hitting the plastic floor. He's also like uh, passing off the gun between hands as he's taking off his shoes because he doesn't want to set it down even for a second. Yeah. Because, yeah, somebody might get the drop on him. Yeah. While one person is dead asleep and the other one has no clue he's even in there. <laughs> Yeah, he gets completely naked down to his pants, and which was a lot of clothes. The, like, Maybe the it amount was a of criminal time. thing. Maybe it was one of those things where, even though the other criminals are cool with murder, they're not down with rape. So he was like, I don't want anyone to find out about yeah, this rape. Yeah, he's like, oh, even the other criminals think this is fucked but up. Exactly, this because is, it fucking is! <laughs> right. I'm sick <laughs> Not to teach people how to be better rapists, but it's called you have a gun, and that's the only reason you're able to rape her, even after you sneak up on her. Right. So just walk in there and be like, I'm going to rape you now. Right. I guess. I mean, I, or or spend 15 minutes of this fucking movie sneaking. For no reason. And climb behind her dangerously, as Steven pointed out. Soapy water all over the fucking place. He's just barefoot. She's fucking completely naked. Yep. Just sliding all over the damn place. Death. Ignoring the fact that I'm fucking sick of rape scenes, it is very satisfying later on when she blows his dick and balls away with a fucking shotgun. God, cheats. Spoilers. Spoilers. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No I'll spoilers. fucking blow you too. Whoa. Whoa. Wait. You promise? Okay, we haven't brought it up until now, but uh, Jim Cop is the lead, de- or Jim Brown is the lead detective. Jim Cop. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's not any fucking dumber than his real name, which is Lieutenant Sunset. <laughs> I don't think I even noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> Steven goes, what did they say his last name was? And I said, Sunset. <laughs> and he looked it up, and by fucking God, that's his name. Yeah, I really wish they had a little more money to give to Jim Brown for this movie, because it's clear that they could not afford his like presence he in was any barely like, in no, major part of it. He's miles away and <laughs> for most of the movie. Even in the... The scenes that have active police work, it's mostly being done by uh, mulleted underlings. Yeah. One of which has the best mullet ever. It's just, it's like all made of rat tails. Dude, fucking, fucking mulleted underlings. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest fucking, that's a band name if there ever was one. Oh my god, the mulleted underlings. Ew. Jesus they are. Christ. They all are mulleted. Yeah. And bad mullets too. Yeah. Like, like gross looking. These aren't the double mullets we were talking about earlier where there's two parties going on but one is just the after party. Yeah, this wasn't like a Shawn Michaels mullet. This was like a Razor Ramon mullet like Chief was talking about. <laughs> Not even all a white guy mullet. No, yeah. No. The guy he beats up later on when he's pretending to be a bellhop or whatever had a mullet too. <laughs> yeah, he's got an afro mullet. Like, it's a fluffy mullet. It's more of like a, a perm kind of. A jerry curl. Okay, fair enough. It was definitely a mullet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I do not get it. What is it for? Can we just ask the universe right now, what the fuck is the mullet for? It's half a haircut. It's protecting your neck from protect, the sun. Protect your neck? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. The mission here is that the face 
orders uh, John Morgan or whatever his name is <laughs> to Stop go and in the face. <laughs> Fuck you, that's his name. His name's not the face. <laughs> his name's that's called the character name or the actor it's name. Tommy Stone. He was the face in Tango and Cash. Yes. He's Tommy, a walking jawline. Tommy Stone tells John Morgan to go and get this money from his somebody's stepmom, some other third person's stepmom. No, their stepmom. All of their stepmom? Tommy, Tommy and his shop brother. And Uncle Looney. And Uncle Looney's sister, I guess. Or maybe, if it's a stepmom, might not be related to Uncle Looney at all. No telling. Yeah, maybe not. I, I really thought that Uncle Looney was just kind of going along with this. It's like, he, he wouldn't be a criminal if not for these guys. Until the kid steals his gun. He's like, let me blow his head off right here. <laughs> well, but he's also screaming about killing the racial slur uh, redacted yes. uh, Japanese dude. And we've talked about people like this before. Uncle Looney is the... This is essentially the loose cannon criminal. Like, he's pretty much fine anytime you bring him around. Too dumb to really do anything, but, like, at one snap of the moment, one snap of the fingers, he's ready to blow a kid's head uh, off. A loose cannon criminal? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Are they kind of loose he's cannons just, by definition? Yes, they know? are, but this is an even looser kid. He's, he's, he's mentally handicapped, Steven. He's just loose. Like, <laughs> he's just doing things. Some of which make a little bit of sense, a lot of which don't really make any sense. All ev- turn into ev- a weapon at everyone any around him is like, let's kill, and he's like, alright. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> this is how it is. This, this is along for the this ride. Is what's happening in this movie. So they send John Morgan to go get the money. He goes and gets the might as well have a fucking dollar sign drawn on it bag of money from the, the shittiest home. hotel of all time. Yeah, he beats up all three of those cops. Mm-hmm. And, one, uh, one of which he starts to get into a kung fu fight with, and he just kicks him in the leg, and he's just out cold. <laughs> he literally kicks him one time. They even zoom in on just a leg kick, and he just hits the ground, and he's just fucking unconscious. <laughs> the thing that cracks me up the most about the hotel is you never see the hotel from the outside. Because every time they show you what should be the hotel, it's just a really bad, like, still frame picture. Like, it straight up looks like someone took, like, a really bad, like, Polaroid and then held it up to the camera. And that's just supposed to be the hotel where they went to. Yeah, it's totally reasonably a good special effect. (laughs) Yeah. Right. He gets the money, but then he hides it so that, and his business gun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Stephen called it a business gun because he stole the gun from this uh, bellhop slash detective guy. And just puts it in the briefcase. Yeah. Guns are serious business. Yeah. Do <laughs> hmm. I take my business gun or my leisure gun? <clears throat> he goes back to the house, hides the money, and fucking heaves the gun up on the fucking like highest part of the roof. When he could have just thrown it on the balcony. By the way, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'll just get my shitty kid to go get this later. Put him in more danger than he already is. Yeah, so they get the gun. I'm not even sure if this helps. Don't they immediately get the gun taken back away? No, this is where the where it turns. The kid got the gun on, from Uncle Looney earlier. There's no reason Looney went. It's kill happened him. a couple times. Yeah, though. yeah, but this is the the actual instance of like. Finally, he's like, I have a gun, and I'm just gonna start shooting people with it rather than just pointing it and saying, "Put your gun down," and then they'll say, "You put yours down," and then that will be the end of it. Yeah, because also while this has been going on, Lynch called up some people that he knew to come come to the house to help them. Mm-hmm. They haven't actually arrived yet. So once John Morgan gets the gun. They're able to kill, I think, did they kill Uncle Looney first? Yes. So they kill him first, so they get the shotgun. Then they take out uh, Tony Stone's brother. And then at this point, Lynch is like, fuck this, I'm getting out of here. So he leaves. 
Like, he's out the front door before he gets shot. Then John Morgan's wife comes out, sees he's not dead, and shoots off his dick and balls, like I said, Mm -hmm. which fucking glad that happened. Yeah. Then the rest of the criminals actually show up, and we have, like, a really bad shootout. At least they use squibs this time, though. They they did, yeah. At least. Also, I like how the fact that this guy owns a ranch, and he has some, like, barrels of mysterious explosive chemicals in them. Well, yeah. It's tractor oil. I guess. I mean, I'm making that up, but it sounds right. Tractor oil? <laughs> barrels of tractor oil? Again, this is a movie. Yeah. We want exploding barrels next to our bad guys. Dude, mm-hmm. it's barrels of expensive horse grease. <laughs> horse <laughs> grease. You know how many it... horses they had to squeeze to get that horse grease? <laughs> is it grease for the horses or grease made out of horses? Made out of. Made out of, obviously, cheats. You gotta squeeze the horse to get the grease. Dude, this is also where you get one of the cronies from the guys that Lynch called up. Who uh, They're like, they killed Lynch. And he's like, that son of a fucking bitch, I'm gonna kill his ass. And they finally get in a fight with uh, with John Morgan. John Morgan knocks his gun out of his hand and he looks at him and he goes, You son of a bitch. I'm gonna kill you with my own hands. I'm like... And they've been fighting without guns for approximately ten seconds already. And it's like, yeah, that was... How long has it been since you've had a gun? <laughs> and whose hands are you gonna kill? <laughs> I feel like the line there was supposed to be my bare hands. Well, it's usually my own bare hand. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's missing some parts here, but... Yeah. Again, the own isn't really needed because you're not going to kill somebody with someone else's bare hand. I mean, unless you cut them off. I guess you could. <laughs> Philip, I'm going to kill you with Steven's hands. Oh. I guess you could do that if you were like, here's $150,000, Steven, kill Philip. <laughs> but use your hands. I think, it, I think You could cut it. off his hands and then shove them down his windpipe. So uh, he kills cop- everybody except for, um, what did we call him earlier? Tommy Stone? Tommy or? Stone, yeah. Okay. Who has now taken the the, face. the Mexican guy that they had killed. He took his son, Hernando, hostage. Yeah. And this is where all the cops show up, obviously. Of course, uh, John Morgan coaxes Tommy Stone out from hiding by calling him a pussy or whatever he says to him. You know, he's just like, let's do this like men. And he's just like, okay. And then they just decide to have a fist fight in the presence of like 50 cops. Yeah. No, 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 let me take care of this. No, nobody interfere. I'm it's like, some, what? What are you talking? No, you're both under arrest. We don't even know which one of you is the criminal. By law, if someone challenges you to hand-to-hand combat, no one can interfere. <laughs> it's the law of the land. My hand to your hand combat. <laughs> yes. That's so, right. I would have immediately shot both of them in the leg. Yeah. Or the face. God, Joe Biden over here. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> We said face like fucking Dick Cheney. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so that's it. They win. They give the money to uh, Hernando and his the rest of his family. Who you never saw the whole movie. The dad's dead, and it's like kind of his fault. Not oh, really, yeah. but kind of. I mean, not his fault at all. They just killed that guy randomly when coming to his house. I had expected that that Hernando wouldn't have another family. It, like only would have had a dad, and they would have ended up adopting him. But he does have a family. They just weren't visible before. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, now you get all this stolen money. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty hope none of it's marked. Like they're not going to track that money down. <laughs> yeah. Better hope that the people who lost it don't come fucking looking for it. Just hordes of angry ice cream men. <laughs> yeah. It's the sequel to the fucking yeah. Clint Howard classic. Clint Howard comes around the corner, puts Hernando's head on a cone. Yeah. 
There's fucking, there's blood on this ice cream money. Yeah, the ice cream men didn't know the serial numbers of this fucking money. They could pretty much just spend it. They can't even fucking count. No. Uh, Just kidding. No offense to any of our ice cream men out there. One of the henchmen has the money. They count through it. They rub it in front of their face. Like, you smell that? Rocky Road. (laughs) Fucking specifically Rocky Road from that money. Yep. So, moving on to Tiger on Beat. Unfortunately, the version we had had subtitles on subtitles. We had subtitles. Exhibit style. And then subtitles over top of the subtitles. We heard you you love subtitles, so we put some subtitles on your subtitles. Exactly. So that you can read while you read while you can't read because it's going by so fast and it's got fucking subtitles underneath of it. But the subtitles were weird because it wasn't like they they were English subtitles. The subtitles were fucked, because when they were speaking English, the subtitles were wrong. Yeah. Wrong as hell! And they had, like, accent marks through all the letters and, like, shit like that. Well, no, that wasn't the English ones. Like, that was the underneath. Those accents are from the... They're from the ones from behind. I can understand why you make the mistake. So fucking sorry. I couldn't distinguish the two. Yeah, if it wasn't confusing enough, this is a Hong Kong movie, Mm -hmm. which are most Chinese movies, because of the fact that China has two different languages that are used predominantly... You have you always have the issue of whatever language the actors are speaking was not what this was filmed in, so then they dub it with other languages, and then we have the same problem with the subtitles that I don't, didn't even recognize what language those are in. Those are probably Thai. I thought they were Thai as well. Yeah, yeah. And then they have the English subtitles on them, and like the English subtitles are like pretty not good to begin with. There's about a halfway through the movie, they're just not worth a shit. I was going to say pretty not good. They were completely shitty. <laughs> well, they're like I can work with this until halfway through the movie and then after that they're just like they make no sense. They were like reading a kindergarten or write a, write a story. <laughs> yeah. Sheets, why use many word when few word do trick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's also cultural things that we wouldn't get, like uh, he orders Horlicks. Yeah. Which uh, I don't know if any of you guys were uh, ambitious enough to look this up, but uh, it's a uh, sweet malted milk hot drink powder. Kind of like a Slim Fast or something. It's supposed to be like a meal replacement. That's like the milk powder shit that she was making fun of him for. Ah, and this is coming into play because of all the cocaine, I guess. Horlicks. I, I think it was just what was popular at the time. Well, I think it's supposed to be ridiculous because he's having this milk replacement drink along with drinking eight eggs <laughs> and two having two breakfasts. Yeah. Two full breakfasts. He's a hungry motherfucker. And that was after swindling this man <laughs> and having sex with his wife. Fuck this dude's wife and then he somehow... Hey, the guy's name was Dummy, though. So... <laughs> yeah. If you don't fuck Dummy's wife, like, what's the point? <laughs> I don't know. I... Why is Dummy married? Well, in this scene, we find out they were they were both cheating. So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, a wash. Yeah. What's his wife's name? Idiot. It's a <laughs> it's a wash of morality. But he comes into his own house, and there's a guy pretending to do CPR on his wife. And then that guy that that guy who was doing the fake CPR turns around and goes, "Oh, don't worry, she's faking. I just found her wandering around. You should be glad that I didn't allow someone else to fuck her." Uh, Bye. Uh, Bye. <laughs> like that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so it should be mentioned that the character we're currently talking about is played by Chavi on Fat, and this movie came out kind of like the height of his popularity. So this is like a, a comedy action movie for him. Oh, that's why he had to eat so much, because he's trying to get Chow Young fat. Yeah. <laughs> Chow Young thin at this point. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> but 
at the time, he was known for, like, mostly playing badasses. So just to establish that he's mostly playing against type in this movie, I say mostly because toward the end, the very first thing is, like, it establishes he's cheating with this dude's life, he's kind of an idiot, and then he's involved in a stick-up where he pisses himself and passes out. Mm-hmm. So they really want you to know that he's not as much of a badass as usual. The guy did have a gun in his mouth. It's justifiable that he piss himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the police officer who came on site was just like, nah, shoot that motherfucker, I don't care. Like, I want to see what the fuck Cheats does when somebody puts a gun in his mouth. I'd piss myself. Surely not just piss would come out. He would shit and piss and die. <laughs> For less. <laughs> and puke. <laughs> well, the puking might actually save him if it comes up the gun. <laughs> I'm just what saying. <laughs> it's not what working. Yeah, well... Can't shoot me with a puked-in gun. <laughs> Defense mechanism, just bomb it. Puke into the puke into the barrel sheets. <laughs> like puke a, into like, it like a vulture, but not as gross. <laughs> God, I can just imagine it. So um, that happens, and then he ends up getting paired up with the guy who was like, "I don't care if you shoot that if you shoot him in the fucking face." Yeah, and uh, that's a, oh, it's a it's gonna be a you know fucking. Tragedy of comedies here. They're gonna fucking constantly butt heads, and it's just fucking Hong Kong lethal weapon. Yeah, one of them is too old for this shit. There are two extremes. One is uh way too laid back, and the other one's way too uptight. And is also an actual moron. (laughs) Yeah, uh, for instance, the way too uptight guy. They establish like some of his personality by having him start to arrest a guy for being ugly. <laughs> According to the subtitles. Yeah. Which, and, we, and there's no other indication. Like, it's not like he's walking around, like, clearly up to no good. He's just a guy. Really, it's really good. <laughs> it's super cool and chill. Yeah, this movie was really hard to find. Like, it's not hard to find, like, documentation of, like, on the internet as far as, like, scenes or IMDb or, like, Wikipedia or anything like that. But this is definitely one of those movies that, like, as soon as video stores went out of business, good luck trying to get a copy of this. Yeah. The copy we got was actually decent looking. It just had double subtitles all Terrible the way across the sky. Terrible delayed sound. Yeah, the, the sound was also fucked. The sound was off by a good, like, like a half second. Yeah. yeah. But... It had a very rockin' theme. Oh, yeah. It did. The theme yep. song fucking slaps. You got to put that fucking thing in there. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, and, you know, good music and a good action goes a long fucking way, as we will find out mm. in this beautiful tale of people constantly getting kicked in their dicks. So there's a drug deal where uh, they've got some surfboards that were supposed to be full of cocaine, but these particular surfboards are filled with... Something else. I don't know exactly. Horlicks. Cocant. <laughs> Are you saying that cane is the opposite of can't? Cocant! I'm glad Steven is just cracking he's the so, fuck up. He's so happy with himself, and he's just made up pure nonsense. <laughs> yeah, and the villain here, his name is uh, Poison Snake, right? Yes. Or Snake Poison? It's, po- it's Poison Snake Ping, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Or maybe there was somebody around named Ping because there was absolutely no fucking, uh, like, grammatical marks, like commas and periods. Poison Snake Ping is the villain. There it is. Yep. Good old PSP. (laughs) (laughs) They show you how fucking badass he is by having him murder the living piss out of the delivery person. Mm -hmm. Guy who I'm pretty sure had not a damn thing to do with any of it. He's like, look, I literally was with you the whole time. I had no fucking idea what was in any of this. I was just delivering it. That dude almost made a crazy good getaway. (laughs) Yeah, they're all ninjas in this movie. (laughs) Or whatever. He got kicked in the truck and then just like finagled out of the top window and then got out the, the front door. 
Dude, I fucking love when people jump through tiny spaces, and uh, especially in uh, Hong Kong movies. Oh, yeah. It's just always just like a jump, a grab onto a bar that you didn't even notice was there because it's that close to the edge of like a wall or something, and then just throw your whole body feet first out a tiny little hole in the That's wall. That's a Tony Jaw special. Absolutely. <laughs> well, another example of that is there's a scene where, um, not Chow Yun-Fat, the actor opposite of him, his character's name is Michael. He jumps Michael. up and grabs onto the top lip of a wall that I didn't even know had a lip. I wasn't even looking for it. And he just grabs it and horse kicks someone. That's what I'm saying. Like... <laughs> like <laughs> There's the world is a weapon, cheats, and they apparently know it. Yep. And so, D Hart, D Hart knows it too. Well, D Hart knows it, but I don't know if he's aware of all of the ninja advantageousness. Did I not tell you how to kill someone with someone else's bare hands? <laughs> he did. <laughs> I just want to revisit the bare hands murder. <laughs> Do you think that maybe you could like fashion some sort of a knife out of their finger bones? Yes. If given enough time. <laughs> yeah. You cut That's, the finger skin off, and then you like. Yeah. Whittle their finger bones into knives. Into knives, yeah. And then they stab those into a neck. I would use one of these uh, up these mid-hand bits. <laughs> I'm not sure what these are called. Somewhere, it's one of the metatarsals, but you know, like the part of the, the meaty part of the hand. Yeah. I think you could make a good blade out of that. Yeah. Yep. And you could use the tendons to flip them off beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question on, the, on if this counts. I watched uh, from an anime that I'm currently watching... One of the characters... It doesn't count. Oh, let me finish. <laughs> wears a leather glove that he made out of someone's like skin on their hand that he killed them. So my question is, if you chop off someone's hand and then you make a leather glove out of that and wear it on top of your hand, does that still count as killing them with their own hand? It's hand skin. I mean, it's like a... Yeah, you're, we're going into real technicality. I'll allow it, I suppose. <laughs> but really, the skin itself isn't doing anything. You know what I mean? Like, the skin... Were it not there, the hand motions to kill would still be the same. So what I'm hearing is it's technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. <laughs> well, if you want. But you're wrong. So anyways... I uh, quote Futurama at him. He still tells me I'm wrong. I know. <laughs> That's amazing. Which Ooh, is the best kind of correct. <laughs> they see Mary Donner at the uh, restaurant, and she makes fun of them for drinking milk powder. The reason she is at this restaurant or is... Her brother was involved in this deal. He's the one who stole the drugs, and uh, she is supposed to, like, basically do the drop-off and money exchange, like, in the ladies' room. So she does that in this restaurant. Where's the rest of the drugs? That was it. <laughs> that was all that the That surfboard was full of pretend drugs, and she had, like, a pocketbook of drugs, and that was supposed to be all the drugs that were stolen earlier? Maybe. Fucking stupid. That definitely wasn't $3.1 million worth of drugs no. or whatever the fuck it was supposed to be. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't really understand what's I, going on here. The assumption that I made was this was a portion of it and this was like one deal and that was like the what they were going to be taking from. But it does seem like there should have been a lot more. It seems like she should have had like 20 of those handbags or like a duffel bag or something. Yeah. Well, she don't. She makes the drop, but the uh, cops are on her the whole fucking time. She finally escapes by um, figuring out how to make them both seem like perverts. Like, (laughs) you just go in in the dressing room, and then whenever they try to confront you, just have your tits out, or mostly out. And they just scream that they're perverts. (laughs) And then I'll just throw panties over both their heads, start whipping their asses. It was a pretty smart plan, all things considered. She gets away in a taxi, but they see her leaving, so they wave another taxi over, and they have a that guy find out where they're going and then misdirect them 
It's like, oh, well, there's some traffic in this on this bridge or whatever. You need to go the long way so they can get to the place where she's going before her and then follow her in. And uh, here we get a big chase. Do they see her leaving? Because when they run out, that car is fucking gone. I think they see the car. <laughs> <laughs> they, see, they see the car in a taxi. It'd be great if they just like followed the wrong fucking taxi. Like she just walked the other way or something. I'm a little surprised it didn't happen considering the scene of like the really silly scene of them like losing their fucking pants trying to chase down one of the henchmen. So you'd think that like maybe they do something here. It is still really funny when she gets where they're going and like you see the car that Chai and Fett has mm-hmm. and there's like very clearly no one in it and as soon as she like walks in they just go and just sit up completely. Like, there's no way she didn't see them. Right. But it is funny how dedicated the scene is to just trying to make it seem like there was nobody in the vehicle. Yep. Did this come out before or after Lethal Weapon? After. It seems like it's pulling from Lethal Weapon. It clearly is. Yeah. Or at least it seemed to me that way as well. But I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Simultaneous invention. And it was a very popular movie. Plus so. it's, it's Hong Kong in like the end of the 80s. Like Hong Kong, of course. Just is, stealing is, shit left and right. Well, no, sorta. It's weird. Like, no. Okay, yes. It's not as blatant stealing as like China is with other products. Hong Kong was a very different place. Is kind of the point. That's the whole reason we have Hong Kong was still a UK uh, province, or was not really really like a territory. It was partially controlled by UK. It was. It wasn't handed off completely until ninety seven. Because rush hour. Yeah. Okay. In the historic document known as Rush Hour, yeah. <laughs> so, so now uh, comes like one of the only cool scenes in the movie, and that's uh, the gym bathroom ass whipping. Yeah, there's quite a bit of ass whipping here. There's, It's like a spa or something. There's just like people getting thrown through glass left and fucking right. The uh, second in command guy, Michael. Yep. Michael, uh, the cop, straight slams this fucking guy's head through a table. Hardcore smashes his head through a fucking wooden table. The the henchmen have, have pinpointed where Mary Donna is at this gym, and they're able to like get information from her before knocking her out on the fact that like her brother took this. And so Michael comes in there and has to fight all of the henchmen. And super good fight scene. Yeah. Well, Although he does get his fucking head busted on tile wall. And the tile breaks. Yeah, I don't see and how he wasn't conscious. Like, he'd be dead. He's I mean, just that dumb. He'd be horribly <laughs> wounded at the very least. But of course, that's movies for you. Yep. So if he wasn't a moron and would realize what kind of damage he just took, he'd just die. But luckily, he's a complete idiot. Adrenaline took over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks to denial, he's immortal. There's a ton of arguing back and forth between all of the characters. Like they keep trying to get the girl to like cooperate with them. She keeps not doing it. And then eventually, they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Well, she does. After this attack. Wait, yeah. are you talking about the attack on her or the attack yeah. on these bad guys? <laughs> the attack on her. From the police officer. After the, after they, no, after the guys, the bad guys had a, a knife to her throat, she was more willing to play along with the police. But she yeah. still wasn't giving up, like, she wasn't all the fully information she could have been. Yeah, well, no, she gave them, like, quite a bit of information. But then the bad guys finds her brother and kills him first. So when the scene kind of goes back to... Mary Donna, uh, Francis, who's Charlie and Fat's character, Michael, they're in her apartment, and she's, like, freaking out. It's just like, my brother's dead because of you guys. And so she starts, like, like trying to, like, push and shove Francis, and he just beats the shit out of her. So first, they have to identify the body. And, like, one second after she identifies the body, they're like, ah, oh, get over it, basically. Yeah. One fucking second. 
She's like, that's my brother. He's dead. And they're like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, it's very much like uh, Christmas Santa Claus murder. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But even sooner. This yes, was like. This was moments later. <laughs> yeah, he should have been a drug dealer. Yeah, right. Regardless of this being uh, still connected to the UK, they still got to go by the uh, Chinese rule that if you break the law in a Chinese movie, you got to go to jail or you got to fucking die. And they're like, look, he died a good death. That's what they said. <laughs> they said he fucking died a great death. Yeah, his death was awesome. They blew his hand up. <laughs> <laughs> With a firecracker. They Armageddoned him. How embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> they fucking blew his hand up and then he was like, ah, oh, that really hurt my hand. And then they're like, yeah, but wait until we shoot you 15 times. That's really going to hurt. <laughs> so she gets back to the apartment and she's like, obviously grieving and then they just decide to beat the shit out of her yeah like michael doesn't do anything to her but he doesn't fucking stop anything no he throws a shitload of cocaine in her face it was yeah. cocaine wasn't it i i didn't think it was cocaine i thought it was just some other powder because he said get me some powder and i thought he meant like i need to symbolically whip this girl's ass i mean if he threw literal cocaine in her face she would have been useless for the rest of the movie see i thought it was cocaine she might have been dead i, I thought it was cocaine well, whatever but it could have been cocaine. <laughs> so she she tries so to smack Francis, and he trips her into a glass top, like, end table. Could have died right there. Yeah. I was surprised she didn't. And yeah. then he takes her into the fucking bathroom after he slaps cocaine it, into her. And, and waterboards and, <laughs> Well. No, he doesn't he waterboard her. He just her. holds her fucking head underwater. That's close, a, it's the opposite, almost. Okay, yeah. I was wrong, but close enough to what I meant. <laughs> he was torturing her using water. They call that drowning. Yes. <laughs> he was just doing her a, a, a wee bit of a drown. Then he leaves the room and walks back in and hands her a hot tea and puts a towel around her. I was just like, I'm sorry, I whipped your ass. Just Classic like, abuser fucking yeah. mentality. It's like, it's like, here you go, I'll never hurt you again. And, and nobody else in the whole world can help you but me. <laughs> and it, it worked. Yeah, it always a, works. In a few scenes, she's just like, very obviously wants to jump his bones right there. Like, apparently that's what you have to do, is just whip the shit out of her and she's okay with you. Nope. This is what you have to do in movies. When it... <laughs> yes. Clarify. I meant her. <laughs> okay? Specifically She's like, well, or... this is what I've been doing wrong all these years. <laughs> <laughs> you need to smash cocaine in her face, drown her ass, throw her through a glass coffee table, tell her her fucking dead brother was a piece of shit and we're glad he's dead. Yeah. The four steps. Okay, forget all of that except for the cocaine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that will go over like gangbusters. Yes, yeah. you'll crush. I guarantee it. Beating the <laughs> pussy up. <laughs> I guarantee it. This is where they bust the uh, crime boss. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they, there's a there's like a crime thing happening, and then for it, some reason he feels the need to be inside the drugs pipe <laughs> that's being lowered from the sky. Because they're in like a like a construction yard or like a something along those lines. Because there's like a lot of different equipment, and the thing that it's in is like a. Trying to think, it's almost like a sewer, like concrete pipe. Yeah, like part of it. Yeah, it's a big pipe. They got some kind of tip off that this is where uh, this company had something to do with it. And the next thing we know, we're there at the scene where they're doing the the deal. It's like the equivalent of of two pirates racing to the same treasure, and then they one of them finally gets to the treasure, opens up the treasure box, and the other pirates waiting inside the treasure box <laughs> <and> kills them. <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> yeah, so Michael jumps out of this and is just like, hey, we're here. And, like, all the police show up. 
And the criminals are just like, well, fuck, we gotta do something. I don't remember who fired first, but they just get mowed the fuck down. Yeah. And they're, so the main bad guy and his lieutenant or second command, whatever you want to call him, they escape. So they're able to catch him, and the other dude just drives his fucking car into, like, the river there, and it's fine. So the heroes are just like, all right, caught the bad guy, everything's good, let's have a party. So, like... There's something we have to mention here that we didn't bring up in the last movie that also has in this movie, is they start shooting and then asking questions. Like, oh, yeah. actually, Like, yelling them out loud. <laughs> that happened in the first movie, too, like... Dude shoots like three people and he's like, what do you want from me? Yeah. <laughs> at some point in this scene, like at the very beginning, like whenever the gunfight starts, it looks like the criminals are instantly slaughtered. But then like a huge swarm of them comes out and those guys get arrested <laughs> <laughs> while the uh, guys that are uh, like in charge get away. Like, well, mostly. Well, yeah, they have to show you that crime, this is how crime pays. Half of you will die. Half of you will go to jail. <laughs> yep. Exactly. It's like, well, no, wait, shit, did we kill all of them? <laughs> no, nah, the second wave of criminals is coming, we'll just arrest all of them. Yep. For... The main boss got away. No, the main boss got captured. Oh, the, it was the, his second the, in command. The hitman. The, or the, was that his Ma- name? Main henchman. Henchman, yeah. Yeah, it was like his second in command gets away. He gets away. And it kind of like wraps up the movie. Like, you, you kind of think that they're just going to catch him or something like that. Or he might, he might pop up in the like horror movie style almost. Because they sort of like level out the movie here at the end and they have a party and they get Mary Donna's like papers together for her trip and like they're like oh, okay well this is the happy ending and probably something will pop up and you know what I mean yeah you see it a million times basically for cooperation they made some kind of deal where she was going to be able to uh immigrate into Australia yeah with money and like whatever she needs to get her lifestyle but that doesn't that doesn't work out because she broke the fucking law didn't she when she made that drug deal <laughs> Yes, you did. It doesn't matter if you make a deal. You still got to pay. You yeah, still have to bust, face the wheel. Yeah, I was going to say, you bust a deal. <laughs> no, you break the law. It doesn't... There's no deal. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. You're just dead. You're fucking dead. Everyone's dead. Your fucking dogs are dead. <laughs> your family, your foster parents are dead. All of them are dead. Yeah, it's like, I wasn't thinking about like this... I, I, I had briefly thought about it. It's like, well, if she made a deal, maybe she would be able to just leave. But... They take that away whenever she gets fucking wasted uh, whenever the guy is trying to shoot uh, Francis. Yeah, straight blasted like six fucking times. She jumps in front of one of those gunshots, but then after that, he's just using her as a human shield. <laughs> like, as soon as that happened, I looked at Phil and I was just like, She's dead. Oh, well, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not a happy ending for her. She got blasted. She fucking did, dude. So, um, don't worry, we still got another 25 fucking minutes of movie left somehow. It's a pretty kick-ass 25 minutes, though. Yeah, the, this should have been the whole really movie. It's really the only kick-ass 25 minutes of the movie. Yeah, truly. There's a few other things that happen in the movie that are good. There's car chases, there's, like, all kind of, like, weird stunts and things that happen, and, and, and good stuff, but really, this is where you get into the true meat of it. Like, fucking gun food. It's like a, it's like a Hong Kong kung fu flick. Yeah. Th- this section... Specifically is why I picked this movie because I caught part of it online. I was just like, we have to. I'm do sure this the, movie. I'm sure it was just the shotgun, right? It, with the rope. It was not the shotgun. It was a chainsaw duel. <laughs> I did see the shotgun with the rope after that. Yeah. Because like I saw the duel and I was just like, that was awesome. And then I saw the shotgun and rope and I was just like, uh uh, we're podcasting this. Yeah. So Francis and Michael come up with a plan. They go to their boss, who's uh, Uncle Jim, uh, also Captain Butt, yes. also Commissioner Butt. 
Also, Inspector Commissioner Butt. Jimmy Butt. No, Inspector Butt Commissioner. And Inspector Butt Commissioner. <laughs> the Butt Inspector. Yeah. So, they go to him and just like, we have to get the main bad guy out so that we can save my sister. Because they, Francis is sister. They go to the cell where the main villain is. They swap him out for Butt Inspector Jim Commissioner. <laughs> and... They take him to where they're going. Is it like a boat shop or like a surf shop? Like, what was it exactly? It's a surf shop because that's a place I had to surfboards earlier. Yeah, this is we're we're coming full circle to the using surfboards to smuggle drugs. Yeah. So they get here. No one would ever suspect surfers of having drugs. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, or robbing banks. Yeah. So they go oh, here. God damn you. Jesus. You're welcome. <laughs> Fuck you. They lift up the shutters and the bad guys are just like, here's your sister, release him. And they're just like, nah, release my sister first. So they throw the main villain on the front of their car. They whip the shit out of him and then handcuff him. And Francis is like, I have the key. So they, they do like this kind of swap where like he's going to throw the key and they let his sister go. But, uh-uh-uh, it's not a sister. It's a dude dressed up like a sister. It's so good. Yeah. Such a funny reveal. And, like, he, so he walks up, shoots Francis in the chest, and they shoot Michael, and, and it's just like, oh, no, did we get the, the good guys? Sure didn't, because they have iron plates or something? No, they were just bulletproof vests. No, they, yeah, I was going to say they armed up. They made a reference to that earlier. The th- reason I say that is because it doesn't, it's not look like a vest. It looks like it's an actual plate. Because it's sticking super far off of them. It's this like might be in 1988. I was going to say, isn't that, what vests, vests. isn't that what bulletproof vests used to be? I have no fucking idea. I think they were just like... I think so. I think they were just like a fabric-covered steel plate. Well, I don't know if they were steel plate, but uh, they were definitely a lot thicker than they are, are now. Yeah, now we use that spiderweb shit. Yeah. Fucking crazy shit. Francis laying on the ground. He just materializes a shotgun out of nowhere. Blows away one guy, which Chow Yun Fat does like almost no martial arts in this movie, and his character seems to be mostly useless. But as soon as he has a shotgun in his hand, he's just a fucking marksman. And then, <laughs> yeah, and a ninja. Yeah. Of shotguns. And Michael gets up, starts fighting people. He dives in there, starts whipping ass behind some cars. Yeah. And Francis takes cover behind the door, because part of the door is shuttered. And he pulls out his shotgun, reloads it, he puts a rope on it, like on the trigger. And so he just has, like, a yo-yo shotgun, and he just, like, kind of hucks it out to the side and just blows some people away. Like, gets a couple shots. This is total bullshit, but fuck, who cares? Yes. Who fucking cares? It doesn't matter. It's Nobody good bullshit. Cares. It's so good. There's, <laughs> like, one dude, there's one dude who's, like, a hard right, like, around the corner of this window who thinks he's safe, and he just hooks the shotgun, like, onto the corner and just pulls the trigger and just kills this guy. Blows his head off, basically. And then has, like, a machete bayonet he puts on his shotgun. No. That makes, like, a polearm. No, first, a villain pulls out a bayonet. One of the seagulls-looking motherfuckers. Yeah. What did you call him? <laughs> Rapist Tim? That was who he was. Yeah. He takes out Tim a bayonet and puts it on his rifle, and it's, like, a tiny little bayonet. And then Francis pulls out a full-on machete, and he, like, points it at him. And this is where I looked at Philip and I go... God, it would be so fucking cool if he just attached that to his fucking gun. And then he does. And I was like, sold on this fucking yeah. movie. If you were paying like the slightest bit of attention, you notice that it's like got this huge like amount of like rope tied around it. It's like this did not happen in one second. No. <laughs> but yeah. you know, who cares? Again, who the fuck cares? It doesn't Nobody matter. You want awesome shit in your movies, right? This is how you get awesome shit. <laughs> so then they have a gun knife fight. <laughs> This is what I always imagine people doing with those rifles that the color guard has. 
It's like, <laughs> just ninja shit, but with a fucking rifle. Yes. But these ones have straight up swords on them, or at least uh, Chai Young Fats does. He ends up slitting this guy's throat. Couple times. Yeah. And gutting him, I'm pretty sure. So they have that fight. He defeats Rapist Jim. Well, potential rapist. I'm not sure if he actually raped anyone. He definitely no, he, fondled and sexually assaulted. I mean, you can assume that he probably has. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he seemed very familiar with the process. Oh, wait. I think you're combining two characters. Because there was one white guy who uh, was like... I guess he was supposed to be the threat of rape, and then there was like a, this very uptight British guy. Oh, He's talking about the American, right? I don't f- who fucking cares. Well, like blonde guy who's like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the rapist guy. But <laughs> there's also the guy with the, there's a different guy with a uh, goatee and like brownish red hair or something like that. Was that the guy that he killed with the machete shotgun? No, yes. the, no. I thought he did. No, so I said this guy looks like he got a flock of seagulls, and he does. But one of the dudes that. Tim had like kind of like spiky hair, like this baggy white shirt. This guy looks like he's in, he's just a white dude in a, like a Tai Chi outfit. And this is the guy that gets killed with the like pole arm shotgun bayonet. And then on the other side of things, you have Michael, who's whipping all kinds of ass. Yeah, and then he has a face off with. Uh... He has a fucking chainsaw duel. Yeah, they sword fight with chainsaws. It is really for a cool. while. It's not a short fight. This is the most dangerous looking shit. You could possibly fucking imagine. Well, even though apparently the chainsaws weren't running. <laughs> when they're coming through the wood, they look pretty fucking convincing. See, I thought so too, but the I mean, this is just going on the what the IMDb was saying is it said that the chainsaws weren't running and, th- and they used incense to make the smoke uh, come out of them. Yeah, and they could just disable the chain so that it won't move, or they could do like a million fucking things to make this safer. But clearly, they're doing that whenever they're like sword fighting with them. But when it's coming through the wood, that has to be a functioning chainsaw, or else they've just it wouldn't come fashioned the wood, this yeah. wood like just so perfectly that it looks real when they're sawing through it. Which I don't think they did. Yeah. No. I, I think those saw-throughs were actual saw-throughs. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking crazy. They were just careful, I guess, or just didn't give a flying fuck, which I'm thinking is probably a good mix of 50-50 there. It, yeah, it's a little bit of both. I would think. He wins the chainsaw duel but doesn't fully defeat the other guy because the guy's not quite dead yet. Which is crazy because he straight up stabs him through the stomach with a fucking chainsaw. Yep. Cocaine. Hell of a drug. Yeah, that's just true. <laughs> they think they've won the day, but here comes fucking... What, what both me and Steven thought was wire foo for a second. <laughs> because it looked like he was just flying through the air, but it turns out he attached himself to a fucking winch... And tried to slide himself out there and chase He was them. really banking on this winch thing working. Dude, this was... You know what this was? This was that scene from fucking uh, 3,000 Miles to Graceland where the <laughs> yeah. guy puts himself on the winch and spins around and then just immediately gets that's, shot and killed. That was iced tea. Yeah. That was fucking, do you want a jelly sandwich? Yeah. yeah. Dude, really, really banking on this winch thing so working. Horrible. Because if it, if it doesn't, where are you going? You're just sliding right back. He's already dead. You may as well just go out doing oh, no. this, I guess. Do you think Ice T did that like move so that he could be in the position of the shape of the letter T? Ooh. Ew. <laughs> God damn it. Maybe. Sorry to be off subject again. Yeah, I don't think that. <laughs> but that was the result. I don't know if that was the goal. So, um, he they just immediately shoot him with a fucking oozy looking thing that hasn't made an appearance until just now. I don't know where who brought this gun. But it came from somewhere, obviously. Secret pistol. Secret machine pistol. Yeah, they could have probably used this at any point in the movie. And then the cops show up. They've recaptured the guy that they let free earlier. Yep. uh, In order to bring him for the bargaining chip. And everyone there's dead. And, uh... They get promotions. They won, so fuck it. 
you here's slap a couple fucking stars on your shoulder or whatever the fuck. Because all of this is like terribly illegal, but it all turned out all right. The main guy is like, okay, well this is what happened, and it was my idea. Everyone gets a promotion. It's the ending of uh, Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills Cop. Cop. Yeah. 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 Like literally, the guy said this was all my idea all along. Everyone wins. We did it. And there's like, is that the truth? Fuck sure. Which also came out before this. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, a little bit of steelery going on in Hong Kong. <laughs> Fuck it. Movie slaps. Does slap. Uh, Could slap a lot harder though if I had a fucking clue what was going on with the dialogue. Let's. I know what's going on vaguely because I know what's happening whenever they get have. For instance, when they have to surrender their pants to a random criminal. Didn't talk about that, did we? Uh, Cheats mildly brought it up. Yeah, Yeah, fuck it. Why don't you kick us off, Cheats, since you picked these movies. Sure, so I'm going to give Killing American Style... No diggity. (laughs) I was going to probably say hardly any diggity. (sighs) Like, it is a movie. It's not the worst thing I've watched. I'm not going to watch it again. There's enough titties I'm giving it a slight rise, but you go ahead. I'll let you finish. That's fair. It's just... My thing with it is just like I'd just rather watch Samurai Copy. <laughs> of course you would. Just yeah. watch There's porn actual sheets. pussies in it. <laughs> for uh, for Tiger on Beat, I guess I'm going to give it a fair amount. It's not great, but the parts that are really good are really good. So that's kind of where I'm caught on it. It might be more fair to give it like a slight rise. Uh, it's kind of weird. It's like on that thin line right there between it. The theme song fucking kicks ass, and the fights are really good, but it's kind of gibberish. I'm going just enough on uh, Killing American Style, and I'm going overwhelming surplus on Tiger on Beat, because fuck you guys. (laughs) I gotta respect that. It's not what I picked, but... I'm really shocked that... (laughs) I'm fucking shocked. So... I'm about to shock your world a little more. Even more supreme diggity now? No, I'm going going just enough diggity for Killing American Style and Fair Amount for Tiger on Beat. Because I was fucking smiling literally the entire fucking time we were watching Killing American Style, except for the rape scene, obviously. But it was so fucking funny, dude. It was so goddamn funny. (laughs) The fucking wrestler attires, the shitty hair, the horrible dialogue. You just loved how incredibly badly they failed at making a movie. Dude, Killing American Style is the exact kind of movie this This podcast represents. This is why other countries hate us, because you like this movie. Hold on, wait a second. This is made by an Iranian director who... uh, I think he moved. He moved here in the in the 80s. So it's not even really killing American style. It's killing <laughs> Iranian style. This is what uh, other countries think we want to see, and they're right. That's what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, fuck me. I guess. Uh, now with Tiger on Beat, if the last 25 minutes of the movie was just more consistent with the first fucking hour, like it would have been so much better. It would have been supreme. It would have been. Yeah. It would have been supreme. It would have been fucking awesome. It would have been like a 1980s version of a movie that the Raid guys did. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's, I gotta give it for that. But like, you can't have more of your movie than not of just boring shit with just garbled. See dialogue. The problem. The problem with that is that you're judging the movie based on just what's left of it now. Right. Like, we don't have a cut of it that has decent fucking subtitles or a dub over. I wouldn't want the dub over, but 
that would have if a good one would have been better than what we have here. Yeah. Which is like there's probably so many funny things going on that we don't have any kind of way to get. We can't get them. That's all we got though. I can't judge it based on what we didn't watch. Yes, I'm not <laughs> saying you can. I'm just saying like you're saying that that was like the main reason you didn't like the movie and it seems like an awfully harsh thing to do. For a movie that wasn't made for you, necessarily. I mean, I gave it a fair amount. It's it's like more in the positive than in the negative. Still weird to give uh, Killing American Style a just, higher score. It was fucking fun. You had your damn mind. <laughs> like, are you you had your me? fucking mind. A fucking giant well, I in haven't, the gym. I haven't gotten to yet. Fucking Viking man uppercutting his balls. Like, are you kidding me, dude? I'm going to give Killing American Style a fair amount of diggity, and only because of the extremely poor subtitles and the lack of ability for me to understand what the fuck is happening <laughs> of the beginning of Tiger on Beat, I'm going to give it just enough diggity. Okay. So an overwhelming switch. surplus. I'd like to give it an overwhelming surplus, but God, it seemed like it took a fucking eternity to get to anything fun. Yes. So, yeah. Just enough. Fair amount. Obviously, I'd watch... Oh, God, that's so tough. <laughs> Tiger on Beach Shorter. I got it. Do you forget that Killing American Style was an hour and 45 fucking minutes it long? It didn't feel like it. It Poor felt like longer shit. than that. It, it felt, felt like way, way longer. longer. <laughs> you know how many fucking times we had to watch Lenny do that same, like, giggle and then sneer? <laughs> I would rather watch Killing American Style. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> You're a fucking mad lad, man. Like- D-Heart... D-Hart gave them the opposite score as you, so he's not going to agree. No, I, I, I would rather watch Tiger on Beat, but I did. I, I, also, I gave you the same rating as you. What do you want from me? I just like the other one better. Oh, because I, it's better. I think the most important thing is, D-Hart, do you forgive Cheats for his terrible question to, to open up the show with? Uh, oh, I was, I was, I was, it was, it was, just mumbling it, shittily. It was, a, it was a fine question, but... You took a really long time explaining it when really the answer is just the movies in real life aren't the same. They never have been, especially not for the police. Like, have you seen Hot Fuzz? Have you heard the song Don't Stand So Close to Me? What are you yeah. doing right now? <laughs> I'm just holding my face. He's just bitterly <laughs> he's, he's bitterly mulling about his question. <laughs> we have any fucking feedback? Uh, I don't think we do. Fucking good. Let's get out of here. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, if you want to tell your friends about us, they can find us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on TuneIn, pretty much any other major podcast platform. If you want to hit us up on social media with some feedback, you can find us on on Facebook and on Instagram at Motion Picture Meltdown or on Twitter at MPM Podcast. Check out some other podcasts from United Cipher. Uh, Right now, we've got the Curly Mustache Podcast. The most recent other podcast we have is uh, Music Video Countdown, and then we've got uh, Joel's Edge of the World broadcast, a podcast coming up soon, and I think you're on that, right, Philip? Yep, an episode. Inspired by this podcast, wherever I said, Tobin? Is that? Tobus. Tobus. <laughs> Tobus Lincoln is my character on Edge of the World podcast, because I said my castle freak's name was Tobus, which I have no <laughs> fucking memory of saying, and I have no idea where it came from. I don't know what Tobus is. Brain damage. I googled it. It's not a thing. It's not even the name of a character anywhere. <laughs> no, we did look it up. It is a thing. No. Yeah, we did. No, it was Tobis. Tobis, as in like T-O-B-A-S, is not a thing. I thought we you looked fa- it up and it was another, another spelling of Tobis. <laughs> it doesn't matter. What the <laughs> fuck is it? Yeah, I don't know. So anyways, 
Check yeah, that out. It's coming, coming out, out soon. That'll be coming out soon. And lastly, uh, check out some podcasts from friends of ours like uh, Nerdonomy, uh, The Whiskey Reel, Sorry to Waste Your Time, and Code Yellow, A Scare Actors Podcast. I've been one of your hosts, Stephen Rose Rosenberg. Phil Longballs Collins. Cheats, fuck the police, McGee. Andy Hart. And we'll see you next time. Oh,